This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Winning, Winning tries. A couple more final ones uh, that we can play around with. First off is Zay Flowers, Ravens rookie wide receiver, winning offensive rookie of the year. He is coming in at plus 3,000. I'm going to tell you that I like it because I do not know the health of Odell. I do not know the health of Rashad Bateman. I think that that will potentially allow Zay Flowers to be more involved in this offense than maybe we thought he'd be um, due to injury potentially, which means that he has an opportunity to really shine uh, and, and do some things that, that people projected him to do when he was drafted in the first round. So Zay Flowers at 3,000. We like it or not. I think it's great odds uh, for everything that you were just saying. I mean, yeah. the concerns for why you wouldn't bet it is, I mean, you're always going to think of the rookie quarterbacks, Bijan Robinson, you know, he's yeah. going to be bell cow for the, for the Falcons. So uh, those are his biggest hurdles, but everything that you said, I mean, Zay, I'm super excited to see him. I mean, he was a heck of a player on some bad Boston college teams with a bad quarterback and you know for anyone that's concerned about marquise brown size comparisons they're two completely different builds you know being in person next to zay and next to marquise brown you can definitely say see that right away um yeah plus three thousand is a nice number but like it's a, a little concern five dollars though if we're going to your five dollar well <laughs> i'll go to your five dollar well and i'll put money down on that considering the injury concerns to the top two guys that's all i'm saying hey that's a that's a good five dollar wager that is I'm a good to, that I'm is a good five dollar wager i'm willing to take it and uh see how this goes because it's very possible that he could be in the race all right last one tim harbaugh coach of the year plus 2500 i need to do my research did he win Coach of the Year in 2019? Because I feel like he did. He did. Um, yeah. uh, that's what my me- and this is just my memory going off of that. He, I feel like he won in 2019. So obviously he won with Lamar um, and winning the MVP. So Coach has won uh, Coach of the Year already, uh, but he is a plus 2500 favorite to do so this year, which seems kind of high when you consider Lamar's MVP is plus 20 as, as plus uh, 1600. So is that a little too much of a difference in terms of like, well, if Lamar's MVP, are we not giving coach Harbaugh the credit for that? Is that just all Lamar or is it a package deal? Um, I, I think there's a lot of factors at play. I mean, coach of the year, it's, it's, a lot of times 
you need that story, right? Where Bill Belichick has one coach of the year, but you think of all of those great Patriots teams in which he did not win coach of the year. And uh, looking at the odds right now, Dan Campbell, of course, that's right ahead. If you can get Detroit back to the playoffs and in the NFC South. Yeah, you mentioned talking about Denver earlier. Sean Payton is a prime coach of the year candidate if he can get Russell Wilson back to Russ being Russell Wilson. And gosh, Rita, if they make the playoffs after that dumpster fire of a year last year, you'd be hard <laughs> to give Sean Payton coach of the year there. Uh, you know, Robert Sala, yeah. bring in Aaron Rodgers. But I think with Harbs, I'm not saying he's Bill Belichick by any stretch, but I'm saying he's someone that has that reputation already where the guys that I just mentioned outside of Sean Payton really don't. And, and, and that's kind of where, I mean, Tomlin's another perfect. Example. Yeah. Tom, I was going to say Tomlin would be one that I would add to that list. Yeah, particularly. How, I, yeah. How many times has he won it? I'm not so sure. And I mean, it, you can make the case that he deserves some serious votes for coach of the year last year. Absolutely. For sure. he did, but because like, Oh, well he did what he always does and finishes with a non losing season, uh, whatever. Right. Like, you, you right. ignore it. Um, and that's kind of, you know, with Harbs or Bell, you, you have that consistency to where, you know, 2019, you, you take the league by storm and you're just running through teams. That was kind of the exception there, but you know, the guys that I was mentioning it, typically you're looking for the storylines. Yeah, I think this is a little bit harder um, in terms of Harbs winning because I think that four years ago, um, the way that the AFC was set up was completely different than how it's set up now. And that guy, teams that we, you know, didn't really think much of are now potentially threats in the AFC, like, you know, uh, the Jaguars uh, and, 20, you know, um, Burrow wasn't drafted until 2020 and then he missed a lot of 2020 due to knee injury. So we weren't thinking about the Bengals back then as well. Um, so there's other teams that, you know, have now entered the fold in terms of who we believe could really, you know, do some damage in this conference. So I do think that this makes uh, Harbaugh's job a little bit harder because, you know, number one, you're in the AFC, two, you're in the AFC North. And three years strength of schedule for 2023 is is, is hard. And that's just what it is. So um, it, I think that this is accurate. I think this is pretty accurate. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised it's not a little higher um, in that regard. I thought it might have been a plus 3000. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I do think that this is an accurate one. Not sure if I'm putting five dollars on this one, maybe two dollars and fifty cents. I'm gonna put that in half. Um, <laughs> see if uh, I put okay, okay, all right. I don't want to be the cheap one, Tim, so I'll put three dollars on. There we I'll go, three instead of oh. two fifty. I'll add an extra fifty cent on this one and uh put it down for Coach Harbs for the plus 2500 to see if that uh, is going to be the case. So those are the odds for the Ravens. It's funny, we didn't even mention um, defensive player of the year and, and where Roquan could be. I think that that's a conversation that could be had. I mean, you know, I do think that the way that he plays linebacker is so exceptional. And, and I know that 
in today's NFL, it's probably going to go to guys that are like pass rushers and such um, that do those types of things. I just don't want to ignore um, the linebacker position or even the cornerback. People can say Marlon. You know, Marlon didn't give up a touchdown at all in 2022. But I think that Roquan could potentially really be in a position to be defensive player of the year. And maybe this is just I don't know if that's me being biased, but I, I go by what I see. And I think that he has all of the tools, you know, to be this phenomenal player and that that should definitely be part of the conversation. I think the two, the thing that knocks both of those players and both of them are hell of, you know, football players in their own right. Marlon Humphrey, he's never been a guy to get a lot of interceptions. And yeah. he one year with the fruit punch where he had seven forced fumbles, but hasn't had a year approaching that. And with Roquan, last time a middle linebacker won defensive player of the year was 2013 with Luke Keekley. Roquan, think of it this way, Rita, where it's not to say they didn't have good stats because he did, but I, I think Eric DaCosta used the term force multiplier where the Ravens defense, you know, in the nine games that he was here, finish second overall in that stretch yep. where it's it's the things that don't hit the stat sheet you know people that aren't watching every snap like we are you know every single Sunday probably don't understand the type of impact that he has in that regards and Roquan kind of similarly where and again it's not like middle linebackers are prone for forcing a ton of turnovers anyways but I, I feel like Turnovers and sacks. Those are the two big stats that end up determining defensive player of the year in most instances. I agree. Um, I, I definitely think that Roquan has it all. He can, you know, cover tight ends. He can, you know, if you need him to kind of go into the backfield, he, he can do those things too. Um, you know, if you need him to to blitz, he's able to do that too. So I do think that this is a, a conversation that, that, you know, maybe had as the season goes on, because, you know, when you listen to him talk about this upcoming season, he just appears to be really ready and that he's done some work in the off season to, to really elevate his game. So it will be fun and interesting. Ajabo, what do we think about him potentially winning either defensive player or comeback player? Yeah. Ooh, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> If we had the odds in front of us, because it's got to be stupid. I mean, it's got to yeah. be like plus. I'm putting $5 on that. <laughs> Definitely. If it's like plus 10000 or whatever, that's one of those $5 bets, Rita, because I, I would assume Vegas is sleeping heavily on David Jabo and, and not knocking him, but it's a guy that played just 21 snaps all of last season. Now, in – out of nowhere type guy. I mean, if you want a deep cut, I'm with it. <laughs> I put $5 on it. <laughs> putting $5 on it. I yeah. am officially saying that when I go to Vegas in a couple of weeks, I'm putting $5 on David Ajabo winning either comeback player of the year or uh, defensive player of the year. I mean, you know, I'm going to risk drinking my really sugary alcoholic beverage and I'm going to put that money on David Ajabo. <laughs> so you're still going to have said beverage, let's be honest. 
exactly. So I'm not missing much, basically. Uh, so I, we're, we're going to see how this goes. I want to thank you so much, Tim, for joining me in the replace of Cordell this week. It's been a joy. It's always fun to have you on the podcast with us. So please don't be a stranger and come back and see us soon uh, to talk some more Ravens football. You'll be going to training camp as well, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, I'll be out there. We're, we're just talking about a possible rotation. Oh, I think everybody from the station's going out. So it'll be a it'll be a fun time at one winning drive. Yeah, interesting. And then, of course, you're on Inside Access every day from 2 to 6 p.m. Anything else? Throw your boy follow if you want at Tim Barplace. B-A-R-B-A-L-A-C-E. I know it's a mouthful. 